Welcome back to another episode of the Photographer Mindset Podcast. I'm your co-host, Seth Macy. And I'm your co-host, Aaron Manis, and I got fired from doing the introduction. Oh, uh, you want to take it over from here? Let's go. Nope, nope. You, you, as soon as you stopped recording last time, you were like, oh, we have to have a conversation. Don't you ever take my role again. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm sorry. I berated him. This is my intro. My yeah. intro. You hear me? I'm sorry. Anyways. And I, I just said, I'm sorry. And that's instant, just kryptonite for a Canadian. They were like, oh, okay, let's move, let's move on. Well, Aaron is the other co-host. Sorry for the interruption in my usually flawless intro. This is the Photographer Mindset Podcast, where we talk about how to develop a more resilient mind as creators, how to you know strategize individually our own you know framework for how to land more clients or just be better artists in general, You know how to maximize our full creative potential. Sometimes we do episodes together. Sometimes we do episodes with guests like we did today. And before we get into sort of our intro of today's episode, uh, if you like what you're hearing, you've listened to a few episodes or this is your first one and you like what you hear, feel free to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really does mean a lot to us. Also, new feature on Spotify is the questions and answers thing. If you kind of scroll down while the episode is open, you can leave feedback if there's something that you connected with in this episode or something you disagreed with or a question. We read those. We can publish them. Other people can see those. And it's a good way to make the conversation more of a two-way street. So that's my pitch. That's my intro. I've reclaimed it after Aaron did the intro last week. Maybe we'll give it back to him next week. We'll see. We'll see. But what I am going to do right now is I'm going to hand it over to you to uh, give a little intro of uh, what today's episode is about, what you liked, because we've already recorded it, and um, you know some takeaways. So go ahead. Yeah, we had uh, we had Jenna on, um, and you know I, I I feel like I've walked away learning a ton, a ton of tricks of the trade. Uh, we talked about the transition between becoming an artist and then becoming um, sort of in the marketing field, and how you market yourself, and how do you look at a company and say. Uh, I noticed something. Uh, I don't want to call it a problem, but I do have a solution for it. Uh, and how you sell that sort of concept and be, get comfortable in that role of a problem solver. And I think that's an important transition for anyone that wants to use their tool, use their craft, use their talent to potentially uh, get some things in return, whether it's money uh, or experiences or travel, whatever it may be. Um, I, I found it very interesting. Uh, what struck me the most, I think, is how well organized of a machine uh, her and her boyfriend are in terms of their collective team in creating these solutions and packages for companies and the way they go about it, the tools that they use. It's about the tools uh, in life and and how good of a set of tools do you have and how can you access them. Uh, and she, for sure, is probably one of the most organized person uh, persons I've ever had the pleasure of listening to in terms of this is how I go about this process. Uh, put me to shame. I got a lot of work to do. Yeah, and I think also the importance of becoming a one-stop shop for content creation. I think that was clearly defined as one of the ways that um, you know clients choose them. And there was lots of useful apps and software tools dropped in this uh, episode. Maybe we'll put some of those in the episode description. And, uh, you know, I think also we touched on the benefits of finding a photography teammate, you know, whether that's a significant other or not. And uh, I think we also touched on, you know, setting boundaries, whether you're in a photography team or just on your own, setting boundaries of when you're thinking about work and when you're recovering or having downtime, I think that's, you know, very important too. So uh, with that, uh, let's get into our episode with Jenna Marie, also known as You'll Never Roam Alone, right after we hear a quick word from today's sponsor, Tamron. Today's episode is brought to you by Tamron Americas, the leading innovator in high quality camera lenses for both DSLRs and mirrorless cameras. Whether you're a professional photographer or just starting out, Tamron has the perfect lens for you. With years of experience in the industry, they pride themselves in producing lenses that deliver exceptional image quality, outstanding performance, and durability. Their lenses are designed to meet the needs of a wide range of photography styles from landscape to wildlife, even sports 
and portraits. Tamron understands that every photographer has unique needs and preferences, which is why they offer a wide range of lenses that cater to different budgets and skill levels. They're definitely committed to providing their customers with the best possible experience from product education and support to repair services and warranty. Join the millions of other photographers around the world who trust Tamron for their photography needs. You can visit their website by clicking the link in the episode description, or you can visit your nearest photo retailer to pick up a Tamron lens today. Once again, thank you to them for sponsoring today's episode. Yeah. So how'd you two meet? Do that whole spiel again, because it was awesome. Can you do it better the second time? And while you're doing it, can you introduce Jenna, our guest today? Yeah, this is Jenna. Jenna Marie. Uh, Her handle is You'll Never Roam Alone. I never actually said that out loud to realize... Like what it the, actually the says. play on words. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the first time. Like, seemed kind of obvious there, man. You do I know. You feel but, <laughs> uh, yeah. I just never like read it. You know how some people have like, I just like saw it. Like, and I was like, oh, it must be Post Malone's sister. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's not. <laughs> uh, um, do you know what the YUL stands for? Because No. So tell me. <laughs> Okay, so the YUL, it's the um, airport code of Montreal. Oh, a little Easter egg. There you go. So at the time when I came up with the name, I was like, well, I'll always be leaving from Montreal, right? So it was kind of like, that's where I got the YUL. Wow. Like never roaming alone. So put that all together and it just worked. Yeah, it does work. Wow, true creator here. Okay. <laughs> very it, clever. It very me, clever. It took me two years to really sound it out and be like, wow, you'll never the wait. It was worth the wait. So how did you two meet her? And what was your plan for an episode when you reached out to her? Yeah, so I guess uh, Jenna reminded me that it was Clubhouse back in the day. We bring that app up every once in a while. Um, <laughs> that, that hot burn of an app. What's it now? Threads? Is that the new thing that was yeah. up and uh, hot for about a week and now no one's talking about it? <laughs> my, my, my theory on all these things is it's a, it's a brand new dopamine rush and they did it really well with like your followers will come over with you. So it was a, a first time in a while where you're like, oh, I got a thousand followers today. Like Threads is awesome. It's the new thing. And then you realize it's the, like no one's liking or commenting on posts. It's the same exact thing. It's like this feed the ego following, like everyone's following me sort of new app, uh, that, that shiny new app, that new sh- smell of the new app. It's like so fancy and you have to get on it because it's so great and you get all the followers. But I digress. I digress. We met on Clubhouse. Uh, the relationship uh, continued. We talked every once in a while. It's been about a couple of years. We'd, we'd check in. I feel like we have like spontaneous, uh, meaningful conversations once in a while with like, uh, you know, hey, deep questions. Where's this place? Or like, tell me everything you know about this. Or do you have any experience with this? Uh, and then it would go like radio silent for however long. But recently, uh, we started a chat group um, with a bunch of cabin shooters uh, in the area. People that I know um, and throughout the group, people were adding other people. So it's about 20 of us at this point that shoot cabins in the area or Airbnbs or inter- any rental properties, really. And the idea was to kind of come together as a group to just get a feel of, hey, what's everyone's experience? Because we're not really competing against each other. We should be helping each other and not hurting each other. Uh, if someone's charging this amount of money and we're doing it for free we're hurting both of ourselves really um and just kind of trying to come to an understanding of you know what the culture is and what everyone's trying to do and what their expectations are um and then slowly i think we're going to take this and try to create culture and maybe um uh, just sort of consistent, even paperwork or or writings or documents where people can share and use things and feel comfortable going to uh, Airbnbs or rentals or uh, hotels and say like, no, this is like kind of standard. This is industry standard. I'm not going to do it for free. Um, and and kind of just have that sort of strength in numbers. So 
that's where we kind of reconnected. She's helped a lot uh, in the group and shared a bunch of her stuff. Uh, um, her and is it, it's your boyfriend? Yes, Jana. Jana, Jana yeah. uh, kind of work together as a team, uh, as a business, um, and they have a really organized way of marketing themselves and and showing like this is the value, this is what we're going to do, this is how we can help you, uh, this is why it's important to do so. Um, and I thought it was I, some of the most organized and well put together uh, stuff. You got to see it, Seth. Um, some of her pixie set stuff which was new to me um Mm -hmm. that's a that's a program online that you can use um and yeah so that's that's where it is and i think that's kind of where i wanted to take this conversation where uh i was saying earlier i feel like there's this moment where we're artists maybe to start right like the creative field, give it, give or take like you you want to take a photo you want to make it nice for yourself it's pleasing to you uh it serves a purpose in terms of a memory or an emotion, whatever it is. Uh, and there comes a point where people might want to start using that photography to make money for themselves, whether it's marketing or have you promote something for them. And there, there's this shift that can be a little bit confusing and uncomfortable where you have to turn the camera and sort of market yourself and, and make the art about yourself and who you are as an artist, which is a, a definite switch from just taking the picture of the product or the landscape or even yourself for your friends and family. Um, so I think that shift is an important one and one that is somewhat hard to embrace for everyone and maybe a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and I felt like we can get into some of that. So I'm long winded. I think I was nervous because now the button was recorded where I did it in like three minutes before really succinct. And now I just really talked for, I'm sorry, everyone left. Sorry, Jenna. Everyone just hung up on the podcast. They got bored. No, that was beautifully said. That was beautifully said. And I want to know if Jenna agrees with what you're saying or has any more to add. And, and, um, maybe if there was a moment where you realized, okay, I need to be more than just a creative artist. I need to, like Aaron said, find a way to market myself or integrate myself into things that I'm selling, into products and services that I'm selling. How am I going to do that? I'm interested to hear the creative journey from, I started photography with my camera just because I love it. It's fun being creative to, okay, I need to take this to the next level and figure out how I can set myself apart from the billions of people on this app that are, you know, essentially photographers. So to, I guess, and, and take that, that journey to present day. So I'm being long-winded now, but I'm interested to hear that and your thoughts on what Aaron just said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if we rewind, I'm actually a uh, registered, sorry, licensed veterinary technician. So I've been working with animals for the last 10 years. So that's my number one true love and passion. And it was back in 2017 where I start. Um, I went to Hawaii actually, and that's where I bought my first camera. I bought the Sony A six thousand. That was my first camera. I had no idea what I was doing. I went to Hawaii, and we all know that's how it starts, right? And then I <clears throat> realized I love traveling. I love taking pictures, and then from there, um, it was mainly like I'd be on Instagram, and I would just like post what I was doing, and I'd have people that I knew that would come and ask me like, "Oh, like." Where'd you go? How long did you stay for? Like, oh, this cabin here. Like, I'd like to go here. So I was like, oh, like, maybe I would like to start blogging. So I started a website. So I did everything from scratch, like just taught myself everything. And then next thing you know, you'll never roam alone was the name change because I used my personal account. And then um, everything from there was like self-taught moving forward. And um, I always had a huge like love for cabins. And that's where I kind of like, I started getting known here in Quebec for that, like shooting cabins. And uh, then I started going like more like worldwide, like uh, working with hotels, working with tourism, and then just like building up from there. Let me interrupt you there. How did you get involved with tourism boards? Because that is a number, you know, that's a big question people ask a lot. They don't know how to get their foot in the door. And I'm not asking you to give away the secret sauce. You know, some of that's proprietary, I understand. But what would your advice be to somebody who's who's thinking, you know, I have a decent following. I I have the confidence to, you know, uh, pitch my my service, my video service or my photo service or whatever it is to, you know, a big organization. 
what would your advice be to that person of where to begin? How did it, how did it go for you? Honestly, well, for me, the first time I was actually reached out to, which I was pretty uh, surprised, it's um, called Ga- it's a Gas Busy. It's like a region here in Quebec. And they had reached out in a conjunction with, um, I don't know if you know the brand, Neck Mountain Equipment. Yeah, Mountain Equipment Co-op, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, you know, they were like were merged together and they had kind of reached out. So it was like a taste. Um, and yeah, they came in like, it was a, small budget but at the time like for the first time it was pretty like interesting like they covered like everything for four days and they paid and then from there um I just started sending emails I guess because I had now like I had worked with the gas busy tourism so I was like oh like let me try another uh place here in Quebec and then I got a second one and then so when I started you'll never alone I was with someone else I started at more of like um as a travel couple so like our marketing was very different. So, you know, at, at one point, like it was really big, like the whole like travel couple, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what to call it, but it was, it was, I would call big. it that. Yeah. 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 So we were, it was more like that. We were going in as a travel couple. So, um, and now with Jana, we went in completely different because back then I wasn't, we, I wasn't doing like offering video Jana mm-hmm. and it, as a team, I come in as like the creative director, photographer with the influencing and he's like full on like the, the filmmaker. So joining forces, we were like the, like a one-stop shop. And that's how mm-hmm. we started to like build up on that. And we're like, okay, so how can we market ourselves? And because we were like working on our new websites, we're like, how do we showcase our portfolio? And that's where Jonna came up with like the genius idea, which Aaron, you saw with our cabin stuff was like how to place everything just on like one landing page which mm-hmm. is where we have like the video banner playing and we have like um, both of our pictures where it says like the team, like meet the team, little description of us. And we, we put our metrics. So we put like our media kits and then underneath that we have, you know, like brands that we've worked with. We have, um, you know, like our like um, reels and photos to show that like we can offer everything and then like branded video and like longer format. Um, and then we just, started like pitching with that we would you know kind of just like reach out to tourisms and be like hey um you know we like we specialize uh working with um luxury um tours and and tourisms and kind of just went from there and started working now are you going into those cold pitches with a sort of leaving the door open being vague allowing their response to come up with the ideas for you, you know, coming up with content ideas for you to create, or are you going in with a specific idea, a specific narrative that you're pitching, doing some of the heavy work and heavy creative thinking before you, you know, even get there? Yeah. So that was a thing that we had battled out a little bit because um, we used to do pitch decks and they're very long and consuming, right? Like, cause you then yeah, you have to do a bit of like, obviously the research, right. And see like, you know, you go on and you see like, okay, does their website, like what can they benefit from? You, you, pretty much you have to find, you have to solve a problem for them, right? So is it, you know, is their banner outdated? Like, is it photo? And we all know now like video is is high up there. So it's like, maybe they can change that photo banner to a video banner now that showcases more, like pulls people in. Um, is it social media that they're looking for? So we spent a lot of time and energy using Canva and like coming up with specific pitches for each, for example, brand for tourism. And then uh, it was just felt so like it, it was just exhausting when you would get the no or you would get ghosted. And we're like, there, there has to be a different way. We need to like speed up the process. We can't be spending so much time curating something so specific because it's a 50, 50, right? So we're like, let's go in a little bit more like with the door open where it's like, Hey, this is who we are, like a brief introduction. We would just be like, hey, this is who we are. We're a team. This is what we can do. Here's our portfolio. We'd love to hop on a call. And that was a game changer, trying mm. to get them on a call. Uh, we, I try to avoid going through the back and forth email because it's just so time consuming and it's just so much easier to get on the phone with them. And like that too took me out of my comfort zone. Like it pushed me out of my comfort zone because I was like, oh my God, like, you know, I'm getting on phone calls. Um, but we did a lot of that this year and 
definitely a game changer. That's true. That's a that's a great tactic and point. I mean, the emails, everyone, I mean, my email personally is, I've had it for a long time and I get so much spam and junk. Like there's, there's just times I miss important things like, and people that live in a, or work in a business and they're getting pitches all the time, nonstop. So you can't take it personally, but sometimes it just like, they might like you for a second and then get busy. And then it's a hundred emails down the thing. But if they put a, a time in the calendar, if they answer that much and put a time in the calendar and they like you and they want to have a call, then it's set up and it's it's going to pop up and they have to get on a call. Uh, and, and they also, you're selling your personality and and even your style, your look, whatever, like whatever it is that you're, you can sell and, and give attributes towards your, you're doing on a phone call or a zoom call. Um, and I think that's a, that's a great way. The, the back and forth emails, it's, it's tough. You can't read tone. Uh, you can get ghosted. You just can't figure it out versus looking someone in the face. Exactly. So we definitely, it was definitely a game changer because, yeah, like once you get on the phone with them, you know, it's the same thing like, you know, what we just did, right? Like a little introduction, like tell me about mm-hmm. yourself. How did you get started? And then, you know, like then they see like, oh, you guys actually are a team and like you offer everything. So if we want longer format video, for example, for YouTube or for a website banner, we have that. Oh, well, we want Instagram reels, TikTok. Well, we got that as well. You need influencing. You want to be tagged and doing all that stuff when we are there. Then, yeah, so that was um, definitely something that like really pulled in their interest. And and then you just let them do the talking, basically. Like that's mm-hmm. what I realized is that once you get on the phone with them, they end up talking more, which is great because that's what you want. You want to hear what they're mm-hmm. lacking. So half the time we barely did the talking it's like we would be like okay this is who we are what we do we would love to you know help you like uh, achieve what what you need and then next thing you know they're telling us yeah like we do need more video this is our target audience um and then what's a great selling tactic too is that when we offer you know like the longer format video um like horizontal for banners and whatnot then we can also like cut that up and then be like oh Mm -hmm. well then you get social media for that because we can turn those into reels so it just makes them like realize like oh yeah okay and then you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah i like sure. what you I, said I, about I, oh <laughs> so, yeah seth this was on our call seth interrupts me with uh when we're <laughs> pitching and he gets mad because i i say we're a traveling couple uh and he's <laughs> like no we're a team we have to change the lingo like traveling couple was five years ago that was cool back then <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm so bad. I'm so bad at social media. I don't know what anything's called. Is it a TikTok? Is it a real? Is it a real talk? Is it talkies? I don't know. Your humor is uh, one of a kind, man. He always corrects me. He always corrects me. What were you gonna say, Zach? I was. I'll be brief. I was just going to say, uh, you know, it's a great point that, um, you know, I think the phrase was let let them do the talking. It's amazing how much of a good impression speaking glass leaves on people. I've found that time and time again, not, I think there's an urge to fill silence with your own voice. And to me that just portrays that you're kind of a runaway train and you're, you're filling space with, with talking and because you're almost nervous or insecure of, of the the silence or there being nothing. And also nobody walks away from a conversation saying, Oh, that person was, terrible to speak with when all they've done is when, when they've done most of the talking, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. the other thing too is, I mean, it's, you know, psychology though, the, the one asking the questions is in charge of the conversation. I truly believe that if you're the one, you know, prying and digging and asking what somebody wants and you're even in just a casual conversation, if you really wanted to, you know, break down, like, I hate saying this, but a, you know, like almost like a power dynamic of who is in control of a conversation. It's the one who's asking the questions. I mean, that's, that's important to um, take note of. But what I was going to ask before you actually just answered it was uh, I was going to ask you, you know, what do you think it is about you and you know, your, your content creation duo that is the, is the, you know, final selling point to any organization that you're pitching. And I think you answered it when you said that uh, you're a one-stop shop. I think that's really important because now, whoever you're, you know, pitching to work with, they they understand that they don't need to go elsewhere for everything. 
they can get everything they need should they need it in one space. So I think that was important that you mentioned the the one stop shop concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's exactly it because we would like say we went in with like I know we let them do the talking, but say we had like an idea for ourselves, like okay, like we think they need this, and in the end they come around and they speak to their team and they realize well they need that. Well, now it's like they don't need to go anywhere else. We can offer it all, which was sometimes, well, most of the time, difficult to relay that through email, right? Because you don't want to be writing long paragraphs and being like, oh, well, we can. So it was just, it's just so much easier to get them on the phone. And I know that during like certain times of the year, it's just a lot harder to get them on the call. But um, when you do get them on the call, it's definitely a game, a game changer. I know I keep saying that. And then even like for bringing up budget, because it's like you're in it and then it's like, oh, you just you bring it, you bring it in right away. It's like, you know, we're we're taking care of it all on one call and then moving forward from there. So um, definitely facilitates things. Yeah. And that's that's a good point and an interesting point, too, because through, you know, past experience and just feeling out the game, if you will. I've gone too many emails where it's like you're planning the whole thing and then you're like, oh my God, we haven't talked about money or right. any exchange. Like, what is, what is this? What am I promising for? And then it's like, hey, not to be awkward, but uh, what are you paying me? <laughs> you know? And it's, and then like, oh, uh, I didn't know. It, you know, and then it's like, oh my, I just wasted hours and hours and hours of time and time is money. Um, so I think getting into that quickly is, you know, it's kind of like you you don't want to you don't want to ruffle the feathers too much where you're like oh, I might lose this opportunity or scare them away. But on the other hand, scare them away fast because if they don't want to pay, you probably don't want to really be doing it or planning for it yeah. for so long because you're you're just spending time where you could be looking for other companies and reaching out to other people versus like, Hey, this is our budget. This is how we do it. It costs a lot. It's a lot of work. I just did a cabin shoot and I said in our group, I was laughing while I was setting up a shot for Seth. It was like 85 degrees and humid. Uh, I'm setting up a shot really for like myself. And I'm like, this is a shot they may or may not use. I know I'm going to like it. Uh, But it had props. It had electric guitar and amp. I brought my own lighting. I set up chairs. The the porch looked exactly like a stage. And I was like, I want to kind of create like this rock and roll scene. And I'm like, I'm doing all this for one shot. <laughs> like, there's just so much work. Uh, but you don't want to plan all that stuff without like that conversation of of what you're doing and and what's happening. So I think that's a great point to get to that point and don't be scared of that point very quickly. You know, like get get there, rip the bandaid off. With that said, um, you mentioned your portfolio and getting onto Pixie Set. I just want to mention that quickly. Yeah, what I is that? Very- I've never heard of that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to stop talking because you know it better than I do. Um, and and we'll we'll leave a link to your website essentially is what it is. Uh, but it's a cool sort of website for photographers and especially photographers that have any sort of clients or portfolio needs. Um, and I'll let Jenna explain it. All right. So actually, I can't take all the credit for it. Jana is the one who introduced me to it because before this, I um, wasn't using Pixie sets when uh, we were not together. So it's a great uh, website to use in terms of placing a gallery. It's like, it's basically a gallery. So you put your work there. So for example, when we work with our cabin clients, we, for um, say we go in and like normally we shoot 20 photos. That's what we're, we're giving. Um, we then let them know that once we're done the shoot and we finish editing everything, we will create a gallery on Pixie set. We obviously, uh, always shoot more than 20 photos. And then we create this beautiful gallery for them with, um, sometimes 40 to 60 photos. And then it allows them to go in and make their selections. In the beginning, I would choose what I thought I like the most, right? And I would just hand them over to the client. It's like, here's your 20 photos. That's it. That's all. So I didn't have the mindset of like upselling. I was not into that. Um, and then meeting Jonna and working together, that's where he taught me where he's like, well, if you present a gallery, he's like the possibility of upselling is there because now they're seeing more and, you know, 
just the like curry it's almost like curating it like you know like with instagram like we cut you you put everything nicely so it's like visually aesthetic and then they can go in and they can favorite so as soon as they favorite their their pictures it create like they put in their email and it creates like a favorite folder that both uh, now myself and the client can access and then next thing you know they're coming back to us and they're like wow like we selected 40 photos and i don't think we can select anything less so like how much do you charge for an extra 20? And next thing you know, you're walking away with, you know, them buying 20 extra photos. Huh. So um, definitely also a huge game changer. Uh, we've been doing that for the last year and a half and uh, we have always been able to upsell. Yeah, that's amazing. So let me just make sure I have this right. And maybe you can use it in two different ways. So if you promise 20 photos, let's say, okay. and... You go through, you you call your photos that you take, and there's 50 that you starred that you really like and you could edit. Now, could you use it in the way of like, here are the 50, here are the 50 raws. Let me give you an example of a raw versus an edited photo. Like, don't don't be alarmed by the raw. Which which one should I spend my time editing and save that time? Or do you always edit? all 50 or 45 of them and throw them in there completely done. Okay. And that kind of gets them excited. Like, Oh, I, how can I pick the 20? Yeah. Like I want all of these. Um, I don't do the whole raw thing. Um, I've just, I've been doing cabins for so long. I have like my presets and I know mm. like based on, you know, if we go to some places, like we have some clients where they have more of like that, minimal a minimal look a white bright you know um so it's like i have presets for that other mm -hmm. cabinets have more like that log look deeper you know like um like darker vibes um so we're very very like quick at editing so it's mm -hmm. just easy and the and even with drone photography mm -hmm. a huge huge selling point as well yeah like just with, you know, and then also John is very good at doing, uh, he's into like astro and like night mm -hmm. photography. So that's another thing that like really like we're able to upsell because we're presenting their cabin like with all the lights on and the stars and all that. And they're like, oh my God. And like next thing you know, it's so crazy because sometimes they end up, because we also shoot horizontal and vertical. So sometimes they'll choose like the same photo, but just like in horizontal and vertical. And we're like, well, it's the same photo. And also sometimes we'll, you know, like if it's a good client that it's reoccurring, we'll just like call it like one, you know, like, yeah, you know, but um, we always edit and we present the gallery like that. Yeah, it's really, that's really smart. And that's a very cool tool. I don't know if there, I'm sure there's other things like it, but that, that website is, I got to dig into it a bit more. Um, it's but, super, it's super easy to use, like very user friendly. Yeah. You just have to make sure like there is like, um, I know people, I probably should, but I, I guess I have too much trust in my clients. I don't watermark because technically if they really wanted, they could like screenshot, but I've, I've been very lucky knock on wood that no one's ever done that. So, but there is like a button that you can toggle. Um, cause you could, they could download right away from, from the gallery. So you just have to make sure you turn that off. Mm. And then when you are ready, you could send them like a, they have like a code that it'll like, generate and then you send it to them and then they're able to download the final 20 that they pick i personally like to just send it through WeTransfer once they make their selections mm -hmm. i go back in i do my final touches up, touch up and then i just send through WeTransfer. transfer mm -hmm. yeah it's very cool seth i could see you lighting up with like oh this would work nicely <laughs> for x y and z well, I think um, people are always trying to figure out how to upsell. And also at the same time, people are nervous to ask for more money. <laughs> I'm not advocating for not stepping out of your comfort zone, but it definitely sounds like an, a little intricate way to, I mean, if you've done an amazing job to put a ton of photos into this set and obviously they're going to want more. And so you just basically get the upsell without ever asking. I think that's quite clever. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly like we, it's all mentioned in like our, we have like, we created we're in the process now of actually making because uh, now we go under the Cabin Whisper. That's our that's our brand. Uh, so John is in the process of finishing the entire website. So Aaron, what you saw is just us sending like a, it's like a landing page, and then we uh, direct it to Canva, and that's like the one stop shop where we show like the photography and everything's written there. That we'll send you a gallery, and then we write like each additional photo costs this much, and then we also tell them like sometimes they'll come back and they'll be like, oh, we want like 
eight. And we're like, oh, well, if you take 10, we'll drop like each photo will now, instead of it being, for example, I don't know, like uh, $80 a photo, it'll be 75. So you're saving some money. And then they're like, okay. And they just take 10 extra. Right. Just little things like that, you know, um, makes a world of a difference. Yeah. And shout out to Canva. I use that every single day. That is my favorite subscription of anything that I am subscribed to is that and Jasper AI. <laughs> Canva and Jasper yeah. AI is literally open on my tabs every single day. <laughs> so it's nice hearing you say Canva. Yeah. But that's a, it's a great way to have, it's a great thing to think about strategy in terms of upselling. Um, and, and again, it's that transfer and mindset from just artist to business person. And I think every artist, whether it's music or photography or painting, like you have to go, you have to have a little bit of that sort of cutthroat, a little bit cutthroat sort of personality of like, you paid for 20. I know I did 40 and they're done. And what am I going to do with them? But that's what we agreed on. Like, maybe I give you 22 because I want to, I want to over deliver a little bit, but I'm not just going to throw in everything. I'm going to. Uh, this is like my business. This is my, my job too. Um, and, and if I give you 40 photos, like you don't need me again for a long, long time. Right. So like you, you have to pay for the content you have to pay for what it is. And I think it's, it's sometimes too easy to, again, and Seth, we've talked about this uh, where it's like, we love our own personal art and we want people to love it and be so impressed with us. So if we said 20 and I give you 40, I'm going to get that email. That's like, wow, you're amazing. Thank you so much. And that's going to feel good. But at the same time, like I have to allow that to go away and say, no, we said 20, like that is what we agreed on. Uh, I need to either get better at, budgeting my time and and taking 20 photos that I'm proud of versus 100 and feeling like I need to edit them all or I need to just you know draw the line and say like hey like yeah if you want those extra ones I don't have to travel again it's great it's going to be a little bit cheaper but it's still a package yeah. well the goal with uh pixie set in the beginning I don't think like it was initially for upselling I think that like it was in the back mm -hmm. end but I think what we really liked is um, allowing our clients to have the option to pick what spoke to them because mm -hmm. we're artists, right? So it's interesting sometimes because the selections they'll make, I mean, it is our own work. We love our work, but sometimes I'm just there and I'm like, wait, they chose that over that? Like, wow, you know, but remember, it's like what it, it's yeah. what speaks to them. It's their space. It's their their cabin that they put their heart and soul into designing it and decorating it. So maybe that photo speaks more to them than that. So I guess that's where it came from, where it's like, I want my client to feel like they're part of the, the process as well. And also then the upselling comes too from a lot of the times we have clients that it's like a brand new property. So they need real estate. So they'll ask for real estate and lifestyle, but just real estate in itself. If you have four bedrooms, you have your kitchen, you have your deck, you have your hot tub, you have the amenities and all that stuff, then you want drone shots you're definitely going over 20. And I've had some clients where they're already aware of that. They're like, they do like the quick math and they're like, ooh, it's going to be more than 20. And we're like, yeah, but we'll make you like a, mm -hmm. a special package. And they're like, okay. So as long as there's that open communication and everything is written there, you shouldn't have an issue. Yeah. Moving forward, just I'm curious. So Jonas is a videographer first. Or photographer first? He does. Um, I would say he's like 50-50. But we, he definitely leans more into the, the video. Yeah. Like and we, when we're working together, he's uh, tapped into the video. And it's nice. I and mean, we've had a couple of um, couple uh, like team members that work together. Um, I don't know, three by now, I think. And it, it's been interesting to hear both sides. Sometimes we've had both guests on uh, at different times and hear like both angles of the business and, and where everyone's strengths are in. Um, so video and photography, that's a clear one. But 
where else are there strengths that are divided where you're like, he is really good at that. And he might say, you are really good at that in terms of, I mean, there's pitching, there's editing, there's, you know, the organization of files, like all that stuff working together. Um, have you melded into one sort of, this is the way we got to do things or is it, do you each have your own things? Uh, give me, give me some of that juice. So in the beginning, we were going a little head to head because um, I think, I mean, unless you know someone that really loves pitching, because it, it ain't us. <laughs> like, <laughs> definitely, it's, it's time consuming. It's, it's daunting. Um, so in the beginning, we were butting heads because um, we both have like our strengths. Like he's, he taught me a lot in like, in, in terms of like selling Um I'm really good at writing, but so is he. So, but I'm also um, an overthinker. So mm. I'll write something and then I'll keep going back to it. And I need to, like, I'm, I need to perfect it. I'm like, oh, does it sound good? Does it sound too much? Are we going in too strong? Like, and he would be like, you need to stop. Like, you're wasting too much time. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, at some point, yeah, we had to like have a meeting between us. And yeah, because we're both artists at the end of the day. So we both want to be creating, we both want to be editing, advancing our skills. We both don't want to be doing the admin work. So we had to like come in and divide the tasks. Um, so I took on a little bit more of the admin stuff. But recently, we it's been a, maybe a year now, we started using the uh, app called Millinote. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. No? no. Uh, What's it called? You take Millinote. So M-I-L-A note. Um, I love this. I keep using this word, but it's also a game changer. Um, <laughs> title of the episode. It's a game changer. <laughs> game changer. Use Milanote for everything. Like all our, um, like for our to-do list, our projects with our clients, we send our proposals through there as well. And it's cool. Cause you could send them like, um, like a view link and they could see, and they can go through it. They could leave notes. Um, it's amazing. And I work like when we work with other creators, we can all be on the same like board because there's boards. And then we like co-create in there and like we make like shot lists and like who we're reaching out to. And it's, it's amazing. So John and I started using that this year. And so I'm the organizer. I like that. I like the to-do list. Mm -hmm. I need to visually like check things off. Um, so he's better at when we get on calls together. Um, he takes more of the lead. He's a little bit like stronger in the going in for the budget stuff, for the money mm -hmm. stuff. Still a little bit like, you know. Um, so he he definitely plays a huge role in that, um, and was selling video, obviously. So, what else? What other roles are there? Um, editing, I think, comes out to the same thing because. Like when we come back from a project, he'll go into editing all video. I go into editing all the photos so we can mm -hmm. provide work. Um, speaking with clients, it's it's a good mix. Because some some clients, like I just have more of the lead with them. I, I created more of like a, a, a bond with them. So like I take the lead and he's just like CC to everything. And then there are some clients that he takes care of like that, which is also nice. Mm -hmm. So that we can like divide that up. Um you guys get home from a trip. Who is done editing? And here's the fo here's the folder. I'm done with my. Who's first? Hey. And now yeah. he's got video, and uh, God knows, video is yes, somewhat um, annoying. Probably, probably me. Um, Ooh, it's a bit quicker for photos, depending how many photos there there needs to be, and then the video. It depends, like what I can help. If there, eventually, I would like to start going in and cutting up and like picking scenes with him, but I'll help like with music selection. Um, and then if he needs like my input on like, you know, like the creative direction of it, but um, it's tough to say, it depends what we're like, yeah. what the project was and what the deliverables were. Now in a relationship, I imagine it's very important to be able to turn off work and, and say like, all right, it's 6 PM. Like, don't, don't talk about, Let's not talk about this. We have to focus on something else. Otherwise, it all becomes like a, a work sort of thing that that's all you're doing. 
Now, I guess that's my opinion. I, I don't know what you do or what is better or worse or if there is anything, but I'm just curious, is there, are there strong boundaries in terms of like, hey, we have a relationship also that's separate than just filming and creating content? Uh-huh. Interesting that you bring that up. But yeah, that was also something that we dove into this year because um, at one point, yeah, we did lose ourselves. Like there were no mm-hmm. boundaries uh, Jonna is a night owl. He loves to get super creative at night, um, which is a good thing because during the day, there are a lot of distractions. Emails coming in, clients are calling, you need to eat, family members, because they know like that's another thing, like friends and family, like they know we're home because we're working from home, but we're working, right? But mm-hmm. they'll call and like, we'll take it. So it interrupts. Um, so yeah, we definitely had to have that big conversation where it's like, okay, we need, we need to like make clear boundaries of when we talk about work or when we stop work and when we are actually in a relationship and not colleagues. Mm -hmm. So definitely, it definitely, um, the lines get skewed sometimes where we just really have to like snap each other out of it. Cause yeah. And I see, you know, you're like at the dinner table and you're talking about work, but it comes, it's so natural. Right. And it's like, we love what we do as well. And like we're traveling and that's where it all gets mixed up too, because we like to be outdoors in nature we love going to cabins and sometimes it's like that's where it gets like mixed up because we're working and we forget to spend quality time because it's like, you know, you said it before, like just to set up one scene. And now it's not like we're just going there to do photo. We're going there to do the influencing. They want giveaways. They want us to post stories. So we're doing that. Then we're going yeah. in, we're setting up scenes for photo. Then we got to do it for video. And then it gets to night and then he's like, Oh, I'm going to shoot like all the night stuff. And you're like, it end, you know? So mm. yeah, absolutely. I think even as like a, a, a single shooter out at a cabin, it's hard to turn it off and be like, like chill dude for a minute. Like enjoy this meal without being like, Oh, I can, I could go get this photo like right now. Like, yeah. Um, even on my last day at the cabin, it was pouring in the morning and I was like, thank God. Like I, I don't have to get up for sunrise. Like I already got three. Like I don't, I did not need to wake up. Um, and, but then it just starts going and you have to catch yourself. You're like, Ooh, I could get some like really moody, uh, like rain stuff right now. Like, and it's like, Oh my God, like just stop, stop. Um, so I can imagine like two people and then trying to also enjoy each other's company and the, in the space and the time and, and give yourself some reprieve from working. Um, it's gotta be just a little bit of a dance and I'm I'm sure you give each other grace and, uh, you know, just like you said, snap each other out of it. Maybe like, Hey, um, we're supposed to be eating dinner now. We said we're going to like take an hour off, put the camera down or put the computer away. Like let's chill for a bit. I think that is important and important for even people not in a relationship to just be able to do that, that. themselves. Yeah. To be able to do that themselves and, and turn off the, the brain from like, you know, just constant. And that, that even goes back to like, what did we, what did we agree on? You know, 20 photos. Okay. You're, you're good, bud. Like you can stop now. You can stop. You don't have to like keep going forever, you know, until you're burnt out and absolutely hate it. He's not talking to me for everybody concerned. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm talking to myself mainly. Uh, and, and then I have those like laughing moments where I'm like, oh, that'd be another good set. Like here's five more photos. And every time you do like five more photos, that that's work to take the photo or do the video. But then I'm laughing because I'm like, yeah, times going home and like editing these five on top of the other five that I wanted to do real quick on top of the other five. So it's it's just a compounding uh, like time suck if you don't have the boundaries and like the self care to be like, hey, like take freaking 20 minutes to enjoy this coffee and sandwich. Like you don't have to like get up in the middle of it and, and take another photo. So uh, yeah, good, good for you guys for like talking it out and, and feeling that out and, um, and creating those boundaries. I, I feel like that must be important, uh, for a good relationship working and personal. So as we know, Encore Golf is one of our show's sponsors. We can improve our mindset day by day, but we only see how much we've grown when life tests you. And I think that's why I love golf so much. It is a game that constantly tests your mental strength. 
If you're interested in the game of golf or an avid golfer, getting onto the Encore website is a great place to enhance your game with a ton of apparel, accessories, golf gloves, golf bags, golf balls, hats, head covers, travel gear, just to name a few. They've got you covered at some of the industry's most fair prices. Not to mention, if you use the code TPM15, you're going to get 15% off at checkout. So once you've got your golf clubs and you need to refresh your gear, your look, your swag out on the course, your drip, as the kids would say, head over to Encore Golf. That should be your next stop. Encore Golf, what golf gear should cost. And now back to our show. I want to get some more into uh, personal branding, you know? Like the moment you realized I got to incorporate myself into what I'm creating beyond just like, yeah, I'm a great photographer, but so is everyone else, you know, to really take this up to next to another level. I got to somehow add some personality. When did that start? Well, first of all, did that thought occur? And if so, when was the moment you realized, okay, I need to flip the camera around. I need to be part of the scene or my personality needs to be part of what I'm selling beyond just, you know, taking great photos. So, like, question are makes you, sense. yes, maybe like, <laughs> <laughs> like being more, you mean like, like talking to the camera, talking to my community or well, you and, like, just, and like you're in a lot of your photos. And I think that's part yeah. of your success is that, you know, you've, you've made a personal brand out of photography as opposed to being just someone who takes photos. Yes. And I'm curious I, to know when that moment was that you realized that could be a good idea to start including that more into my photography or if that's something you've always done it was something that i always did just because you wanted to or naturally i think because i we started off like with my ex we start off as a travel couple right so stems from that yeah stems from that so um which was really good too because i guess it took time for me to realize that like I was doing creative direction from the very beginning because we, we forget about that. Like we wear so many hats and we forget about it. And because I would, when I was with my ex, he wasn't into like the photography stuff, but he was like more doing the blogging and everything. But, you know, we were like a duo. So all those pictures that we've ever taken, it was myself that would set up the scene, right? So I would visualize it and I'd be like, okay, like we're going to go stand there. And then, you know, I would place him, set the tripod and then like run into the shop. Right. So that takes time and energy. And and from there, it's like and then that's when I started to realize, like, OK, yeah, like I wear more than than one hat. But it took time to realize that because you're just you're just going going with it. Um, so, yeah, I think from just the very beginning, I've always like it was always a mix. There would be like the landscape, there would be you know, a subject, putting myself in it, you know. Um, so ve- from the very beginning, it's been like that. Makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, with that, it maybe came more naturally. And, and that's kind of what we were talking about is that that switch where you have to market y- yourself and and create as much of a one-stop shop as you can. I think that's a that's a good lesson. Uh, and can be a game changer to use the phrase. Um, if you can market yourself as more than you know uh, a photographer or just not just but a photographer or just video or I just model or I just write behind the scenes. Like if you can say I oh I have a drone I have a 360 cam I have a GoPro that goes underwater I do video I do reels I do uh, photography here's my portfolio here's examples of all of that um, oh I have, I have a network of friends and people and other photographers and and other models and actors and blah 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 so if you can create something that someone goes like oh anything that I've ever wanted in terms of this um, field I can go to this person and, and pretty much get a really good product. I think that's uh, a really important endeavor endeavor for people to look at in terms of themselves and creating that one-stop shop uh, the best that they can uh, if they want to pursue this kind of stuff. Okay. So with that question, and, and it, it sometimes works with teams too, I think, I think there's a lot of lone wolves out there, uh, especially in the art world. 
it's kind of, you know, that's kind of the way it goes for the most part. But if you can team up with someone that has similar but different skill sets, um, I think Seth and I have been way more successful when we go into something together and approach a company or a brand or a cabin or a retreat or whatever it is versus ourselves individually just trying to get out there and do something. Um, well, I of think- course, any project you do at the end of the day, even if you're on your own, you it's, we all need that little bit of help, right? So yes. if you market yourself alone, I'm sure you're going to maybe bring a friend along to model for that brand or, or whatnot. So in the end, coming in as a team definitely, definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it also helps get approval or get said yes to on idea pitches, you know, before you even get there, I think also, Aaron. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying too. It, it right. Like, it, it, may, it may give the illusion, uh, or maybe it's not an illusion, it's true, just of like, uh, oh, this is a team of two competent people. Like we're, it's going to work out because we got we got backup in a way like the, you know if one guy's camera breaks at least there's like someone else there too and that's just a dumb example but like it, it just kind of gives probably the the confidence that oh like they're together they have you know they have more following they have more reach they have more equipment they have more power to help set each other yeah man like whatever it is they can move a couch together like whatever <laughs> they need to do um it can happen with a team uh and i think that's important and also a selling point uh, just as a side note that um i use with like that's an upsell in my cabin shots. Like, yeah, I could head at, if you want me like midweek, uh, when you find out that there's a cancellation, like three days ahead of time, I might be able to go on my own, but I'm probably not going to be able to bring a, like a, a crew, uh, or people that can act or model or be in lifestyle shots. It's going to, it's not going to be the same experience. And if you do want that, like I have a huge network in terms because of the podcast and Instagram and whatever, like, I can I can gather a group of people, but it takes planning, um, and that's kind of a nice way to upsell the the imagery of like lifestyle and and multiple people in one shoot versus just my mug sitting there drinking coffee. You don't want to see that. <laughs> you don't want to see that. Some of us do. I'm I'm very big. I make cabins look so small. That's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem in in photography. I'm I'm tall and it makes the cabins look really tiny. So, Remember I couldn't be in the Warner's camp pictures? <laughs> yeah, you are. You do in make the kitchen? Them look small. I couldn't. Yeah. It's true because your head yeah. was at the ceiling. It looked like one of those Ripley's yeah. Believe It or Not books. Yeah. It was absurd. <laughs> it was like someone did the perspective tool on Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> it just stretched me out. But no, I kid. But my just my point is, I think numbers are great, and you guys have a built-in sort of team, and that's that's awesome. Um, Seth, you got to see the pixie set and like the portfolio, the presentation. It's really really cool. Yeah, I mean, I went through all the links, and everything looks top notch, like very yeah professionally done. I think one of my biggest takeaways from this conversation, I don't know if I, I can't really remember if I got to reference it or not, or if we moved on quickly was because I've struggled with this. Uh, I think you mentioned it takes time to individualize and customize a pitch deck or a, a template to, to a specific client that you're trying to, you know, work yeah. with or and that takes a lot of time for them to maybe say yes. So, mm-hmm. And that can be a huge letdown. You put 10 hours into something that looks magnificent and they're not even, you know, interested at all. But you also don't want to pitch them with nothing to demonstrate your professionalism. So I like the idea of looking for a hybrid model where you're not too vague and you're not spending too much time customizing something that they may have zero interest in. That's been a big, uh, big takeaway for me. So I appreciate you sharing that. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like as artists, like, there's no right or wrong way, right? There's no, there's no manual. No one gives you a manual for this stuff. And we just, you know, we go with what works. And like, I know some other creators that they make like personalized pitch decks and it just works for them. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's great. I, I can't do that. So, right. um, so yeah, I guess it's, I think there's yeah. an individual style, 
you know, there's a style in how you take a photograph. There's a style in how you craft an email. There's a style in how you structure your day. There's a style in, exactly. you know, all these different things. There's so many different ways to be creative and there's so many different ways to be, you know, efficient and they're all individualized. You know, I, I personally believe that. And obviously there's principles and foundations within photography, within structuring your day and all those things I just mentioned that are proven to work, but I think it's how you tweak the small things and optimize mm-hmm. for the way your brain works when you have the most energy, your strong suits, your weak suits that, you know, effectively gives you a one of a kind strategy for whatever it is you're trying to do. Okay. And again, like back to the whole artist thing, another big thing for me this year is I ended up um, doing a bit of coaching with um, my friend, Rob, he's from Toronto. Rob, I don't know if I'm saying his last name, Rob Ansett, Rob Ansett. Not sure. Not sure. Anyways, so yeah, I I hit him up and I was like, listen, I'm like the pitching, the marketing myself. I'm like, I, I need some assistance this year, like assistance this year. So I did a month coaching with him and it, it definitely really helped because it helped me like dive in and ask questions that, because um, that's it, we're artists, right? So we go in and we want to be like inspirational. We want to sell our, our work and I was forgetting that I needed to solve a problem for the mm-hmm. brand, for the companies and whoever I was reaching out to. So I was doing too much of like trying to sell myself instead of going in with like, hey, you know, like this is what like these are the issues that I see you're having and this is what I can provide you with. So it was business lingo that I was like, yeah. like that because we don't we don't yeah. do marketing technically. So we didn't go into marketing school. So there was that aspect and it's okay to ask for help. Like that's what I had to mm-hmm. get into this. Year. It's okay to ask for help and invest in myself because we have this like, um, I don't want to say it's not ego, but because we've been wearing so many hats for so long, when you go into this, you almost feel like you have to keep wearing all the hats and you don't want to like outsource or ask for help. But um, I think it's important that we do do that and we go to the professionals, right? Because People come to us because we're professionals as photographers, right? So you want to go to someone who understands marketing and business and get their take and help you advance your business. So that was a big thing too that um, helped me like with wording and how to brand myself this year. Yeah, I think that that's a common theme with uh, some of the most successful people on here is the outsourcing and and getting help where where needed and and just that thought of um, you need to solve a problem and you need to go to the company with like this is the problem here's how we can solve it is a pretty quick concept but unless you get there on your own magically like it would could take forever to figure that out on your own versus someone that's been there to say hey like look at it this way and you're like oh. Okay, like it's it's not too complicated, but it's just not the way you, you get blinders on to like that concept because that's just not how it it has unfolded before. So I think, um, yeah, asking for help, uh, not being afraid to to pay some money to try to improve yourself um, is is a must, and and stuff we do all the time in like other avenues, whether you're paying for a rock climbing membership or meditation or yoga or whatever it may be. Like we have no problem paying for the gym. Like why not pay for advice uh, that could help you business wise? Yeah. So it's a really important point. Right. Cause sometimes it's so hard to see what you're paying for. There's physical experiences Mm -hmm. with those other things. And we forget that sometimes, you know, they're intangible are worth the same amount. Or worth our dollars. So totally yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree with that too. Well, you, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think we're about the hour point. And that's where we start to wrap things up. Uh, you've got a really good thing going. Um, you're well-spoken. You've got a great teammate back there. We'd love to have him on the show at some point. Um, so... Yeah, you guys are doing, again, a, a really good job. You've been really helpful and generous with your time with the group um, and sharing what you know. So I appreciate that. Um, you know, and I'm sure all the people in that group do as well. So thank you for that. Uh, I always look forward to your posts and, and seeing what you're up to. Um, so yeah, keep it going. And thank links you. to everything in the episode description so people can see, you know, all these, uh, you know, Pixie Set and the websites we've talked about throughout this episode. Yes. 
Yeah, for sure. We got to get Pixie set to, uh, you know, <laughs> a little free advertising there. It just talks about like putting your foot down this whole episode. I legit had no idea what away. that was, to be totally <laughs> honest and fair here. So, wow, what an organic ad. What an organic <laughs> ad. Oh my God. Well, I'm not endorsing until I try it, but it looks good. So, <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to add today, Jenna, that we maybe missed? Maybe any upcoming projects or anything you want to promote or extra things you want to say? Upcoming projects, yeah. We're in October. We are, we finally, it was a long, long one to go through, but we finally, uh, we landed, uh, we're working with Visit Madeira. So we'll be heading to Madeira. Where's um, that? In Portugal. Oh, um, wow. Island of Madeira. Um, yeah, we like we reached out to them like the end of last year, like in 2022. And yeah, I see how long it takes with tourism, like the back and the back and forth, and then like just all the logistics. So um, we're pretty stoked on that. Uh, we are going in the Dolomites right before, and then right after that, we'll be going to the Maldives. Uh, thank you so much for all the tips and all the sharing of wisdom. Um, again, you're doing a great job. Keep thank- it up. And thanks for joining us today. And thanks for uh, for offering your time for us and uh, our listeners. Very appreciative. Yeah. So thank you for having me. You're welcome. I can cross you off the list now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. 